Yeah, make us everybody Mindset is just a muscle. Let's liken it to your physical body. Um, let's say today you can do 100 push-ups straight. And you didn't come out the womb doing 100 push-ups. You built that over time. You went to the gym and you worked out consistently. You probably tested yourself and tested yourself and tested yourself and got yourself to a point where you can do 100 push-ups. Well... Let's say the day that you hit 100 push-ups, you're super proud, you're ex- super excited, and then that's a Monday. And then you do it on, again on a Tuesday, and again on a Wednesday. But Thursday, you know, you get busy or whatever, and you don't do the push-ups. Same thing happens on Friday. You don't, you don't do your 100 push-ups. You don't do them on Saturday either. And you also don't do them on Sunday because people like to lazy around on Sundays. Now, next Monday... You drop down to do 100 push-ups, and you find that you can't. It's difficult. You're struggling. And you start beating yourself up. Well, when you start beating yourself about not being able to do 100 push-ups straight on the following Monday, after having taken four days off, Tuesday you find that even doing 50 is tough. And now you're doing less and less push-ups, and it's taking more effort. And that's leading to inconsistency. You're not disciplined with your push-ups. You're not staying on top of it. And now you're walking around saying, oh yeah, I fell off of the wagon already. Great. Well, mindset is a very similar thing. Really, mindset boils down to positive or negative. And again, I've talked about this in a previous episode, but there's a quote by uh, Steve Duncanson that says the moment you stop fighting for what you want what you don't want will automatically take over and that is the great key to why discipline is everything mindset happiness, success, fulfillment, self-love freedom, clarity all these things that we want, pride, passion it's a daily discipline just like being able to do 100 push-ups You don't just all of a sudden do 100 push-ups and then never do them again and then think that you can drop down at any moment and be able to do it. You have to test yourself. And more than that, you have to discipline yourself to building that muscle. But guess what happens when you do discipline yourself? 100 push-ups becomes easy over time. Now, you're knocking out 100 and your next goal is 200. And then when you hit 200, you have to discipline yourself to that. Otherwise, 100 will be something similar to the 50 that you were doing in the first time. Discipline and positivity builds on itself. It compounds. That's what momentum is. Positive momentum. And if you don't hold yourself accountable and don't do the daily discipline, the daily work, if you don't go to the gym for your body and for your mind every day, then you will become unhealthy. 
physically, mentally, everything. So you'll gain fat, mental and physical fat. And you're moving slower. You're tired. All of these symptoms that are likened to physical fat and fatigue exist in your mind. So it's a daily discipline. You got to do it every single day. Dang. Mm-hmm. That is good. Yeah. You came up with it. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was doing yoga this morning and the, I mean, yeah, that's, that's where it came from is it, I'm very, I tell myself I'm very bad at yoga just because I'm not flexible, but I'm not flexible because I never stretch which is a terrible thing. But when I'm doing yoga, I'm literally dying. It's painful. And I've even cried sometimes because I just can't twist my body or move my body in the way that I should. And today she said something that absolutely just struck me and said that you have to do it. You have to just keep doing it. This this is hard. It's not easy. It's a daily practice. And it it made me realize that to me, doing yoga is harder than having positive thoughts. Mm-hmm. Doing yoga is harder than waking up feeling abundant and happy and joyful and grateful because now those feelings have become a habit of mine versus the opposite, which are the negative emotions. So I just think it's so awesome. Yeah. That it's, it is a daily practice. I, I've, I've, for me, I've created a habit as soon as my eyes open to just take my first big deep breath awake and just be grateful. Like, how else better to start your day? Yeah, it's a daily discipline. And, and in the beginning, that didn't come naturally to you, would you say? Not at all. Yeah. I, I, I forgot majority of the time. Like, I didn't understand. And because I forgot, I would be irritated and whatever. You just got to keep trying. You got to keep showing up to the gym. Right. Which is life. Yeah. Mindset. The gym for your mindset is life. So you just got to keep treating it that way. Otherwise, you're like, the one of the goofy videos in the gym of the guy doing curls on the leg crunch machine. Like yeah. you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And now you're viral and you don't even know it. <laughs> you gotta like show up with intention. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess you've been doing this much longer than I have. And you're the reason that I show up and do it every single day is because you I th- I think you're just fabulous at Aww. it. But like what are some- <laughs> We love each other today. Yeah. What What are some ways? What are some ways that you've kind of focused in on keeping the mental fat out? I mean, for me, the number one way that I keep mental my mental fat out that I keep my mindset lean is through physical activity. Like my body today, I'm in the best shape I've ever been in in my life. I can. I'm more flexible, I'm more, like, I'm stronger, I'm leaner, everything physically. And that is a direct reflection of my mindset. It has nothing to do with my body. Like, I don't do it to look good. I do it to have that strength, that agility, that endurance, that resilience, that grit, that hunger and drive, all that mentally. And I do the reps every single day. I move my body. Your mind doesn't have arms and legs. So how do you go to the gym for your mind? You have to put yourself in moments of stress. You have to be able to maintain poise when your cortisol spikes. But you don't want to go out there and slap somebody 
to create a fight or flight response, right? Like you can artificially create, you can manufacture that in a controlled environment. Your body doesn't know any better, but your mind does. Your body's like, okay, well, what's going on? What's going on? What's going on? But your mind's like, oh, we, we put, we did this. So it's okay. We're safe. So that, that kind of lack of communication or miscommunication between your body and your mind allows you to use your mindset to change your relationship with cortisol, with stress. You'll change your stress level, which all negativity is, is having stress consume you. It's fear, right? And why fear and cortisol, what's that relationship? It's fight or flight. There's a threat and I'm potentially going to die. So in the real world, like what I always tell you is like, and tell everybody, like LeBron doesn't show up on game day expecting to dominate. Kobe doesn't show up on game day expecting to dominate. They go to practice every single day. And now game day is just like practice. It's no different. So going to the gym, putting yourself in moments of stress and being able to direct your thoughts, direct your focus, maintain composure and do it in a manner that feels good for you instead of anxiety, it's excitement. That translates out into the real world. So the way that I achieve that balance is in in the gym by moving my body. I think that's definitely like a good way to start. Obviously, Mm because it's just so hard to just make that switch in your head. But to use the gym as a way to get your mindset leaner is definitely incredible. Um, As you were talking, I swear I was listening, but I had a different thought. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think you and I have talked about when our mind gets quiet. Sometimes I used to get scared of what would come up, the scenarios that would happen in my brain, Mm -hmm. like bad things. I would just think about things that I never even really discussed because I'd be like, why the hell did you just think that out loud? Mm -hmm. I've actually noticed that that those scenarios don't even come to my mind anymore, which is interesting. I don't know. I know you've, you've said that's happened to you. Is that, have you noticed it decreasing or gone away? When my mind gets quiet? Yeah, I'm saying like day to day when I was, when I had mental fat and I had moments of quiet, my brain would go to terrible scenarios that could possibly happen in life. Right. And now, since I've been practicing daily to keep my mindset leaner, Mm -hmm. I've not necessarily had those terrible scenarios coming up. Yeah, well, that's. I'm just asking if that's something that you've noticed has happened to you. Yeah. Um, I, I never necessarily had crazy... Ah, that's not true. I did. I definitely did have, like, your mind plays what if, right? So we are... We need to make some kind of sense of anything. Possibility. Like, we're always trying to figure out what the possibility is. What... Like, that's like statistics. We need to know what is likely to happen in our future. It's unknown. We have to create some kind of certainty. When you're negative, when you're operating out of fear, all you're doing is predicting the possibility of failure. 
And when you're operating out of faith or positivity, you're just predicting the possibility of success. That's all you're doing. So when you train your mind to be lean, you're just cutting, you're shedding the fat, you're cutting the weight. You're lighter. Like if you look at a, a, a yardstick, the top of the yardstick is positivity. The bottom of it is negative. Your chakras, the top is positive. The bottom is where your negativity is stored. So negativity weighs more than positivity. And I, like, I remember I was talking to Soro about this. And he was like, and he had asked me, well, like, why do you think that is? And I didn't know. I, I had no answer from him at the time. I was like, I'll figure it out. I'll ponder, I'll meditate on it, and I'll let you know when I figure it out. I have. Um, I got to hit him up. But I'm sure he'll listen to yeah. this. <laughs> but it, when you cut the negativity, when you eliminate fat, you get lighter and you rise instead of being bogged down. That's why I like posture. You're standing taller. You're positive. You're confident. You're slouched over. You're hunched over. You're negative. You're insecure. Like all of it, up, down, up, down. So when you're operating out of that higher mental state, your mind just feeds you what you're operating out of. When you're healthy, you don't necessarily crave pizza every other hour. But if you're like way off the deep end, eating super bad, all you crave is bad food. When you're super healthy, you'll crave things that are good for you. And that shows... Why intention and using the power of choice is so critical. Our brains don't know the difference between a good experience and a bad experience. Like, it just seeks out whatever you tell it. And that's how your identity and all that's developed. Like, it goes a lot deeper than everything. Like, it's not just surface level. But you'll crave things. And when you're unhealthy, you crave unhealthy things. And when you're healthy, you crave healthy things. That's why the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. Because whether you want it or not, I don't want to eat unhealthy. I don't want to eat a burger. I don't want to eat fries. I don't want to be unhealthy anymore. But you eat it because your body's craving it. Well, and you're focusing on the I don't want. Yeah, so it's the negative. Yeah, versus I I want to be healthy. Yeah. So interesting. You you will never stay rich, for example, if you keep saying, I don't want to be broke. What would you say to people who believe that, and this makes me angry, but believe that that's just, this is just the way life is. Like, this is how I am. This is what it is. That's it. What would I say to them? Yes. Because there's so many people out In there. In a nice just, way? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um... Man, if, 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 like, that bothers me more than anything else. Same. Um, Drives me crazy. Well, I mean, that's the epitome of a victim mindset, right? Like, think life happens to me. Like, all that, it, and it's not necessarily that person's fault, but it makes me mad that, like, with all this information out here and, like, it like usually you're choosing com- to stay, stay stuck. Yeah. Well, that's, and that's fear because they don't know what exists outside of what they are. Outside of how they live. So, what do you mean, take my power back? What do you mean, take my control back? 
What do you mean don't let my parents make my decisions anymore? What do you mean don't let my spouse or my kids dictate what I eat for dinner anymore? Yeah, it makes it, like, a lot of people we talk to, especially when we talk about MVM, people just say that, oh, but, like, I have to. Or I'm selfish if I don't. Or X, Y, Z, and they just stay stuck because it's, it's almost scarier to create the change. All they're doing is the and this is the f- this is the funny part when you're sitting there making excuses and you're saying I can't because of so and so I can't because they won't I can't because it's just like me I I wanted to wake up early I said I wanted to wake up early but I would never do it because I was like oh if I if I set my alarm early and it goes off and you're not waking up early then it it'll disturb you so I just chose not to wake up early I didn't really want to wake up early. I was lying. It was an excuse. And I was selling that excuse every single day. I'm a salesman. Fear is the world's greatest salesman. So I was selling that. And when you would agree and say, yeah, I would feel validated because I'm insecure. Fear is insecure. Now I'm insecure and I'm like, oh, okay, good. She, she bought it. Awesome. And then it reinforces that excuse that I told and then I do that long enough and now I believe it. And now when you stop agreeing with me, and you start telling me, no, 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 you can wake up early. You can wake up early if you want to. Now I get mad. Because all of a sudden I'm uncomfortable. What do you mean you're telling me I have more power than I thought I had? Shut up. And you're just dishing off your power. Mm-hmm. If you want to be happy, you have to do that for yourself. Period. That, that like, you can't wait. How, like, how long are you going to wait? Until you take your last breath? How long? Like, when is enough? Right. Like, I don't, I really don't know what to say to that person. I don't, I don't try to say anything to that person. I just try to give, be compassionate because I understand that they're operating out of fear. They want to regain control of their life, but they're so stuck that they're afraid of what taking that power back looks like. They're so afraid of what they may lose instead of what they may gain. It's just like last, last episode we talked about, or two episodes ago we talked about, what do I have to gain? They're looking at what do I have to lose? It all goes back to the duality. And when somebody's up, op- you can't think greater than you feel. Joe Dispenza says that, right? And that's a thousand percent true. If you're operating out of fear, you can't think greater than fear. So you can't ration with that person. You just got to let them be, let them vent. Hopefully they get it out of them and then talk themselves, vent themselves into a positive growth mindset. That frustrates me because mm-hmm. I think there's more people out there who have that mindset Versus the other. The other. Well, that's where the one percent. Like I talk about, I say this so often: the one percent versus the ninety-nine percent, the sheep versus, you know, like the masses versus the leader. Like that has nothing to do with finances. Money is a byproduct, unless you're talking about like greed and people who get it by stepping on other people. When you're talking about a real, like noble accomplishment that's a direct byproduct of your mind one billion percent and that's why like when you just when you cut out a little bit of negativity just enough to alleviate the stress that you're in right now Mm -hmm. and you don't fully do the work you're doing yourself a major disservice because negativity weighs more than positivity 
and all of a sudden now you're 51% positive and 49% negativity shifts to 51% negative, 49% positive. And then the negativity continues to eat away at the positive. And you just become consumed again. And whatever your threshold is, if you say, okay, I don't feel it unless I'm 25, less than 25% positive. Now when it becomes 24%, you freak out. And you try to cut out negativity. And when you get 51%, you're like, okay, life's great. You're neglecting things. So people that are operating like that, it's because they're not doing the deep work. Because it's a daily discipline. Do you think people who are operating like that know that they're operating like that? No idea. Ugh. So we're t- like. Well, I think I think I think truly deeply. If they were to sit with it, they would know it. And that's why, like, they know it. And that's why when we're loud and we're like, we don't hold people. We, we hold people to a high standard in terms of like treating themselves and living their life at their best. Like, if you come up to me complaining, then I'm going to tell you what to do in terms of like, like if you come up to me complaining and asking me for advice, I will tell you what it is that you need to do. But if you get mad, I'm going to challenge you. Like, we just this past weekend, we had just had this big conversation. I said, guess how I'm going to redefine what an alpha male means? I'm going to attack egos. Mm-hmm. Period. I'm going to attack your ego and I'm going to make you feel so uncomfortable and put you in such a position where now you got to choose because you can see it. It's black or white. Grow or don't. Do or don't. Put up or shut up. Now I'm going to make you, I'm going to put you in a situation where you got to make a choice. But consciously, day to day, I don't think they move with it. Consciously, no, I don't think they know. It's unconscious. And that's why they're, but. Okay, I'm, I'm. I'm challenging you just okay. because you're smart. But what, okay, so let's say we have somebody who's listening to our podcast mm-hmm. and doesn't necessarily think this relates to them, mm-hmm. but want to explore it. Mm-hmm. How should they start? Well, for one, if you don't think this relates to you, then why are you trying to explore it? Like, do you just like to do things that don't benefit you? So that means they know that it relates to them. Yeah, but their ego is so in their way that they're like, oh, whatever, journaling is not going to help me. Okay, okay, but how would you... Right? Where would they start? So if they... So now they know. They know that they they want, like... Okay, and they want to explore it. Explore it. You have to take inventory. You have to take inventory. Of yourself. You have to start... You have to dissect who you are and what you're showing up with. Like, maybe make... First thing, make a list of all the things that you have a problem with in life. Every single thing that annoys you, irritates you. What grinds your gears? Like Peter Griffin it. Like, the things that bother you, irritate you. Every single moment that you get mad. Does your phone ring at an inconvenient time? Like, does your mom call you when you're busy... And only for you to react and get angry because it was inconvenient. Like, did you communicate that to your mom? No, I used to do that. Like, I'd be working or something like that and and my mom would call me and I'd be like, and I would answer the phone off frustrated and irritated because she interrupted me. But like, when I would answer, I'd be, hello? She'd be like, hi. Like, she's so happy. She was calling with love. And I'm getting irritated. But I didn't even tell her that I was busy. So what right do I have? 
And when you when you write that down on a piece of paper, now you get to call your bluff. Or now you get to put, call yourself out. It's not... I really, really, really don't understand how beating the negativity out of yourself can be a pretty process. It can't. It's and not. like we said, it's a daily practice. It's a daily discipline. And it's a long... Not a long, drawn-out thing, but, like, you just literally have to be aware of it. And you have to be so raw and real with yourself in order to create that change. You know what the great, the great game is? The biggest thing that people have to understand? It never ends. That's the thing. People get so comfortable. Because they're playing. So Simon Sinek talks about finite games and infinite games. And a finite game is like football. You have known variables, and there's an agreed-upon outcome, and there's a set time frame. Infinite is you have known and unknown players. The rules change at any given moment. There's no guaranteed outcomes. There's no nothing. It's just, it, there's no end. It doesn't stop. That's life. Life is infinite. Mm -hmm. But people play finite games... Like, infinite games are, are made up of multiple finite games. But people think that life is a finite game. How many people have you seen make money only to end up turning around and losing that money? They were playing a finite game. If you acquire wealth, even if you hit the lottery, if you have no game plan on what to do when you get that money, you will lose it. And of ridiculous percentage of people who hit the lottery go broke and they end up worse off than they when they started now they can't even afford another lottery ticket whereas somebody who's playing an infinite game sets everything into motion and they're not tying themselves to any specific outcome win or lose because it never ends there's no failures when you're playing an infinite game there's only lessons all you're doing is stringing together a bunch of data points which you're just allowing yourself to live life to the fullest. But when you're playing a finite game, you're like speeding. And that's why people who get to a certain age, they're like, oh, I can't do this anymore. I'm too old. Because you think you're playing a finite game. They make me the most upset. I know this. The most upset. Yeah. like Meaning my mother. I, know. I hope you're listening, lady. <laughs> like when you... When you... I don't remember it was your first semester... In grad school, whatever. it might have been your second semester, I don't know. But you were like, I don't know. I mean, I just need a, I just need a C. And I was like, what? Why? And you're like, I'm just not that smart. And I'm like, what? You, you may be, but you're not even giving yourself, like, you're not even trying to find out. You need a B. You need a B. You're not even giving yourself a chance to find out. If you set your, yeah, if you set your sights on a B, you will under you're, un, you're always going to undershoot your target every single time you will always do just less because we we always overestimate what we can do in a day but the trick is we underestimate what we can do like we overestimate what we can do in 1 year we underestimate dramatically what we can do in 10 and that's because we're playing finite games in 1 year and we're not looking at the next series of finite games, which really is just the infinite game. So when you started to set your sights on an A, 
you actually started getting like you got really close and then you just not now you just get A's. But it wasn't until you raised the bar that you allowed yourself to put have more of your use more of your capacity. It's like a it's, container. It's beliefs. I it's mean, beliefs. I mean, so the moral of this whole entire podcast is stay in your head. You're dead. You're dead. Mm-hmm. Period. Mental fat will weigh you down. That fogginess, that uncertainty, that unclarity, that inability to focus, the distraction, the excuses, the irritability, anger, all those negative emotions. Every single thing that you do not like is mental fat. And you may look skinny, but there's something called skinny fat. Looking skinny, walking around saying, I'm healthy, is the same thing as pretending you're fine. Pretending you've you've resolved all your demons. I literally listened to a Mel Robbins podcast this morning and she was saying there's one word that is the worst word to ever say. And it's the F word. Fine. <laughs> she said your odds of being born, it's like one in 400 trillion. Mm-hmm. So when somebody asks you, how's everything going? And you say, Fine. I mean, fine. Mm-hmm. Either you're fantastic because you're alive or you're not okay. And you can say that you're not okay. When you say you're fine, you're hiding the fat or walking around like the fat doesn't exist. Yeah. The mental fat. Yeah. That is complacency. Laziness is not laying around on the couch miserable. That's not laziness. Laziness is a facade. Laziness is saying, oh, everything's good in my life. Everything's great. I'm fine. I don't need to grow. That's lazy. When you're laying on the couch and you're tired and you're upset and you're crying and you're sulking in that misery, that is, you're just experiencing the, 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 that season of life and you get to make a choice. Like you haven't, you haven't fully given up. You haven't closed your heart. That's why you're experiencing those emotions. Laziness is when you're like, oh, I don't, I'm good. I'm comfortable. I'm coasting. I'm fine. I love that. Love it, love it, love it. Stay in your head, you're dead. So don't do it. Exercise your mind as much as you exercise your body. And if you don't exercise your body, then start using the gym as a way to start to exercise your mind as well. Yes. And if you're wondering how, yeah, no idea where to start, hit us up. Um, we would love, we, we would love, just message us on Instagram. We would love, we would love, love, love to just talk to y'all. Yeah. And that's what we specialize in. How do you use your body to free your mind? It's so powerful. That's what we teach people in the MVM lab to do. So if you have any questions or you just want a soundboard or just random thoughts, hit us up. We're here to help. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Me Versus Me. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And if you did, find a friend and share this with them ASAP within the hour. Why? Because it's going to show that you're taking yourself and your growth seriously. You're taking massive action. Plus, you're going to get a little built-in accountability buddy and somebody that you can kind of bounce ideas off of and build a tribe. It's extremely beneficial. It's a win-win. Make sure you do that. Also, make sure that you subscribe and leave a comment and then head on over to Instagram and tap in with us. We're here to help you defy the odds. Find us on Instagram at shenanes underscore lab. That's S-H-A-N-A. Y N 
A-Y-S underscore lab. Tap in with me at The Maker Show. That's T-H-E-M-A-Y-K-R show. Playing the game of life at the highest level is not easy, but I promise you it's always worth it. And when you set out and you make that your mission, and life happens, and you feel like you're stuck, and your back's on the wall, just take a step back, take a deep breath, and remember, it's me versus me. Watch your mouth when I come around, I'ma shut it down. Got that sound, that's gonna run the town, in and out the town. Ain't no way around, it flows astounding, and I got that bounce. Pound for pound, hardest out, hardest out. Wait,